Welcome to the Table Podcast. We hope what you hear today inspires joy in your heart and causes you to be convinced that God is good and He is for you. Enjoy the message. We're going to do something a little different tonight. If you saw on Facebook, we talked about um, this is our part three of Relationships 101. And I decided that I would interview one of my favoriteest couples at the table, Caleb and Mindy. Y'all come on up, come on up. Y'all give it up for him. Y'all give it up for him. And I only say that because, you know, um, I've gotten to know Mindy. Oh, my God. Were you in teens when I met you or early 20s or something like that? Really a long time ago. I'm not going to tell my age. Um, Anyway, almost uh, probably like seven or eight years. And we were good friends and just talked about life, relationships, all those things. And then this young whippersnapper comes in. And he um, just was like, so kind and had such a great character and you know I I don't play matchmaker or anything like that that's not my thing I I let God do all that but uh when I first kind of caught wind that there might be something brewing I was like oh yes Mindy this dude you should date this dude and let me tell you why 2016 the flood came amen (laughs) 2016 the flood came took everything Uh, my car, all those things. Caleb did not know me. And he was one of the main ones that came early one morning to help me move into my apartment. And he had no idea how broken I had been during that season. And I just saw his face and was like, wow, he showed up to help me and he doesn't even know me. And I was just really impressed by his heart to serve. And he didn't have to have a reason. It's just because Jesus, the love of Jesus was in him. And he was like, hey, this is my sister in Christ. I'm coming. He has no idea. That marked me for the rest of the time that I knew him. And I've just been so overwhelmed with joy just to see how this relationship has grown and developed. And I just believe that their experience, they've yielded some insight that we could all glean from, including myself. And so I'm just going to ask them some some personal, some funny questions, but I just want y'all to hear their hearts and, you know, be encouraged. Be encouraged by them. It, it can happen for all of us. Some of us, you know, we're just like, I don't know about that. I'm the main one that says, oh, Lord. But I really have grown to trust God in his process, even seeing their relationship flourish over the years. So we are going to start. So. Either you can answer this, whatever. Um, where? Mike. Oh yeah, you got it. You good? Okay. Where and how did you two meet? I'll let you go first. We met here at the table. Yay! <laughs> uh, that's about it. <laughs> yeah, like like she said, we met here at the table, and um, did you say how? Mm-hmm. I'll elaborate. So. Uh, I guess it was one of the, it might have been the very first time I've ever been here at the table. And, uh, of course, there were some crazy people outside, and they invited me in, said, what's up, uh, shook my hand, all, all that good stuff. Um, and then I went straight to the coffee, because naturally in, like, settings where I don't really know a lot of people, it's like, get really hyped on coffee, and then it makes me feel like I'm a more energetic person, like, in front of people. So I went to the coffee. And then I saw this uh, this this tall redhead standing in, in, uh, behind the corner, um, behind the corner, behind the the 
the little platform thingy that the counter, that's a good word. So she was behind there, and they said, hey, that coffee that you're drinking is from the girl back there serving. And I said, oh, hey, uh, coffee girl. And that was it. And then we got married. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. So, Caleb, other than her beauty, what did you notice about Mindy that made you show interest? Other than her beauty? Yes. Okay. That's a given. We see. Uh -huh. um, yeah. That's a very easy one for me because uh, Mindy... One of the biggest things that I noticed was that she wasn't, um, you didn't have to like act like you were some hyper spiritual person that you were like walking on water and like hovering everywhere. Like you were very confident in, uh, in who you were. And, um, you know, she didn't have to, she could be in settings and, and circle settings and didn't have to uh, steal the attention of every single person. She was, it was a confidence that looked very different than uh, any other confidence that I've seen. A lot of times we think that confidence is, is, is being real wacky and being out there and having all eyes on you and not being afraid to have all eyes on you. But Mindy was so confident in herself. Uh, she, didn't have to, she didn't have to earn other people's uh, attention. She just let, I think, just the fruit of her life speak for itself. Like, she didn't have to go through all these, like, deep theological things of her own, but, but her fruit just spoke for itself. And I noticed that so quickly because... Um, it was so attractive to me because she she was just she didn't have to be in the very front in front of people and and show everybody how high she could raise her hands which is pretty high because she's tall um but she was just very comfortable with herself and i me being up here i get to see all of you the whole time and i'm watching all of you um not really uh but i i did see that and had a had a great perspective of that and yeah that's good okay mindy what about caleb other than his great hair did you notice about him? We always tease him he has the best hair. <laughs> um, I think that one of the things was obviously Caleb's really funny and he can make one person laugh and then the rest of the room is like they're watching him and he's entertaining them. And like, I don't know, that was a huge thing for me, like his humor and um, I had been coming to the table before Caleb was and like, it was, he had been coming for maybe like a year or two before we ever started talking or anything. And so I was able to like watch Caleb serve and just be like sewn into a community and see like that side of him. And just seeing like him serve day in and day out like showed a lot to me and it showed his like servant heart and also that he was a musician, always wanted to be with a musician and he plays like all the music, so yeah. <laughs> Isn't that something that God will give you the desires of your heart, like for real? Yeah. Like even specific things. I'm glad that you mentioned that because we've talked about that before you ever met him. Yeah, I <laughs> wanted somebody that wore skinny jeans. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, Caleb, how did your relationship with Mindy begin? Meaning, what did you do in preparation before communicating your intentions? So when you say communicating your intentions. How'd you let her know that you wanted to date her? Okay. And what was the process of knowing that you wanted to date yeah. her? Yeah, so uh, we, we hung out in a lot of uh, friend settings um, at the, the very early stages and continued uh, throughout. Um, but we were always in uh, some type of circle, whether it was like watching a movie with a, with a bunch of friends or cooking or eating or something like that. And it gave us a very 
free and open space to be able to get to know each other more without the pressures of it having to be labeled by anything. So I could I could have intentional conversations with Mindy and then also go and, and uh, talk to one of my other friends or something like that. So we so we were we were able to to get to know each other without having to like fit any type of labels and stuff. And very early on, we didn't we didn't really know what to call each other. Like everybody's like, are y'all boyfriend girlfriend yet? Are y'all girlfriend boyfriend? Are y'all are y'all dating? What what is y'all thing? And uh, I used to, I think, uh, I think I told Maggie, I was like, labels are for soup cans, or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> so I just, I just never liked the labels, and I think I didn't want uh, the labels to define what me and Mindy and the nature of our relationship. I wanted the fruit of our relationship to to define, um, to define who we were. And the and the problem with labels is that people can put a label and say you're this. Um, but people bring their own perspectives of what that should look like. So they're saying, are you boyfriend and girlfriend? You can say, yeah, and then they have their own thought of what that's supposed to look like. And if you don't measure up to that, they're, they're somewhat judging, or they can let you know, and then you're under the pressure of trying to meet up to that expectation. So we, um, we just kind of did away with all the labels and just got to know each other uh, in just a very natural setting with friends, and then later on just... I think my exact words, you want to go see a movie or something, and you make fun of me for saying something. Uh, but, yeah, and we, I mean, we went on dates just one with one another uh, without even needing a label or anything, and we, uh, we actually never became Facebook official or whatever until I got engaged. Um, and not, not that being Facebook official is bad, I just, it was just something, a personal conviction. I was like, I don't want any of the labels. I don't want to be boxed in to what it's supposed to look like. I want this thing to grow and to be whatever God wants it to be. And, uh, that was, that was my intentions, uh, before then. Cool. So basically, um, when your relationship was official, just, you guys had a conversation just with each other, uh, to say, of course, this is exclusive, right? What did that What did that look like? What was kind of how did that conversation happen? I know at this day and age, it's like, do you just say, do you want to be my boyfriend? Check yes or no. Like, you know, like I don't know what people do. <laughs> trust me, I have no idea. <laughs> I haven't. <laughs> trust me. <laughs> yeah, like I'm so old. So like, tell me what they say these days. <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, there, there obviously comes a time where you have to put your intentions for what, you, what you're thinking this should be in the relationship. And it, it's not that we needed it, but just giving each other that, like, affirmation, like, hey, I'm wanting to continue to, like, I'm not trying to figure you out anymore. Uh, I'm, I'm, I want to continue to, to grow the same whatever. So um, me being the, the romantic I am, I... I took her to this uh, this place. It's not called the Blue Hole, but we'll just call it that. I don't know what it's called, but it's this it's this random place on the way to Alexandria um, that shows up. That's like this blue water and stuff. It's really pretty, and it looks like it's just not supposed to be there. It's like the prettiest thing in Louisiana, probably, um, other than you all. But then, so we went there, and uh, I don't know if you knew what I was about to do. <laughs> So uh, I just brought her there, and it wasn't really anything super um, hyper-spiritual or, or super forced or deep. It was just like, hey, we've been in, enjoying a lot of time together, and it's been fun. And uh, I can remember saying that, Mindy, you can't offer me anything that I don't already have in Christ. So it was putting that pressure off of each other that, 
you don't have to be my my heart's needs and desires in order to to make me happy and it was a it was a mutual thing and um it was it, it was uh, special to me in the moment i think it was for her too but um yeah it wasn't anything crazy and i and i also just remember saying that like this uh this relationship is supposed to be fun it's supposed to be joy filled life filled um and if anything comes into contact with it that that makes it not fun and not joy filled we can address it at the time and know that that is not it doesn't have to be that forever and so it was just like not trying to expect the worst but just say like hey this thing can be joy filled and life filled and when things come up we can address them but we move forward uh with life and with joy that's good Okay, so here's the next question. Most couples can tend to isolate from community while dating, but you all did the opposite. Explain why you made the choice to invite community into your relationship and what was the outcome? Um, well, we were kind of already in community pretty like tight. And so, I mean, this community has been like very life-giving and positive like for me. And so, this is where we became friends and we got to know each other and it's like, why would we leave? I mean, it's just like having a community where you can come to each week and know that they're there for you and they've got your back and there are people that you can be vulnerable with or talk to, like if something is going on like in between us or something like, um, I mean, it's been the be It's been like what has shaped our relationship. I would say is being in community and having like a community like this. It definitely wouldn't have been the same at all. That's so good. Uh, so, um, what advice would you give current young adult couples dating outside of community? Yeah. So, with community, it's. You know, you can't force anybody to be in community. And in the same way that the law, you know, it, it demands, it demands, and it never actually goes to the heart position to actually want to, 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 to walk in fruitfulness and stuff. Um, nobody can force you into community, and nobody can put hard expectations. Like, if you're not in community when you're dating, you're, you're, you're going straight, yeah, <laughs> going straight to hell. That's exactly <laughs> But But no, the, the reason why you want to be in community is because it's an opportunity for me, in my opinion, to have the most life, safety, and joy that you can have with a relationship. Say and that. I, that doesn't even necessarily mean that it has to be here or it has to be in any other church, but having people that are in your corner that will celebrate the things that, are are worth celebrating in your relationship and to and to to have people that know you so well um to be able to say like hey this there this thing that is is happening here is keeping you from enjoying her to the fullest possibility and that's what community does and that's what this community has done so well with us is um even in times where i didn't feel like we deserved to be celebrated we were still celebrated um and and I had a lot of guys, and I know Mindy had a lot of girls that were that were in our corner from day one that I could be honest and open and vulnerable with. So I, I can't say you have to be in community or you need to be community. That's not what changes the hearts of people to want to be in community. What, what will change your heart is to dive deep into it and just experience 
the life and the joy and the fruitfulness that can come from having people in your corner. And I think this is a great place for people to be in your corner. But don't beat yourself up if you, if you feel like you're not in it or if you've been out and, and been in and out back, whatever. Don't beat yourself up because that's not what is going to heal your heart or, or make you want community. Just dive in and, and get people uh, in your corner. And I really do think this is a, a great place to, to have that. That's good. Okay, so both of you were very intentional, and we're going here because I, I have to, about maintaining purity in your relationship. What boundaries did you set to safeguard against temptation? Me or you? Me? <laughs> you scared? <laughs> <laughs> so what boundaries did you set to safeguard against temptation? Temptation. Ooh. <laughs> Don't do it. Um, I tell you what doesn't keep you from doing it. Keep telling yourself, don't do it. Don't, don't do it. Don't touch them. Don't, don't do this. Don't do this. Don't put yourself in that situation. Don't do this. Don't do this. That voice that keeps telling you not to do it <laughs> will uh, most every time actually fuel the desire to do it, which is, which is the same exact way the, the, the law did, that the law caused sin to increase. It's, it's not saying no, 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 but it's saying yes to God's ultimate pleasure that you're supposed and you're made for. And when you go there with, with whoever you're dating, you're just sacrificing something that, that should, that is better in its right context. I've heard people say that, that, um, how do how they say, it? I don't want to bush this because it'd be real awkward. Sex is like a, uh, it's like a house fire it, in its right context. It's warm, inviting, and it's beautiful, but outside of that furnace can bring a lot of destruction and decay, and the whole house burns down, and you, you got to get the kids and the dogs and stuff like that. But <laughs> <laughs> so, so I guess what I'm saying is the boundaries that we set, obviously we had community, we had people um, with us before we started dating. So um, you know what I didn't want to do when uh, some of my friends were over, when Maggie or, uh, or Cody or my brother or any of those friends were over? I didn't want to do those things <laughs> with Mindy. That's just weird. So that was always a very easy way. And, and again, and I, I don't want to talk forever on, on this, but um, it's, it's ultimately just saying, it's, it's, it's saying yes to the better thing. You're not going to, repentance is metanoia, is changing your mind. You're not going to change and, and choose something else unless you've experienced the betterness of this thing. So in, in your dating season, we can't think that until I can have sex, we can't experience the fullness of, of the fullness of our relationship, or we can't have the most intimacy in this season. Every season, you are full and complete in yourself, in Christ, in, in that very season. So we don't go, I'm lacking something. I'm lacking the intimacy that I'm craving. I'm lacking something because it's that very mindset of thinking that you're lacking will make you have to take and get from the person in ways that are very harmful and keep you... Um, from God's best. So you don't fight it. You just say yes to God's best. That's so good. Okay, so how did you balance between serving the community, going to school, work, and spending quality time together? Um, well, I mean, it does help that we serve the community together most of the time, but I think it just and we went to the same school and had classes together. So a lot of that worked out uh, well. Yeah. But I think it's just like being intentional about making time for the person that you're dating. Like knowing that it's important to have 
one-on-one time, you know, not just, like, being around people 24-7, you know. And so, I mean, it was pretty easy for us. It wasn't really anything that we had to, like, think about a lot of times. Cool. Okay, so share a difficult time in your relationship, and how did you all get through it? Um, I think, for me, personally, there was a time where I would I would leave, like, hanging out with Caleb or our friends, and I would, um, like, leave really frustrated, and there wouldn't be, like, it wasn't like me and Caleb had an argument or anything was, like, wrong, uh, and I was honestly, like, just, I would leave, and I would, you know, talk to the Lord and be like, I don't know why, like, I'm frustrated, like, nothing happened, like, we just had a great time together, and I think when it came down to it, like, the Lord was showing me that there were things, like, that I was expecting from Caleb to give me, and he couldn't give me that. I could only, like, receive that from spending time with the Lord and letting him give me that, because the more that I did that, the less false expectations, like, I put on Caleb, and so, um, like, I'm a really physically affectionate person. That's, like, my top love language. And I think that's one of Caleb's tops, too. But I could literally just hold his hand and hug him all day. And that's not, like, I can't expect Caleb to do that all the time, like me. (laughs) (laughs) And so that was, like, one thing that was, like, frustrating for me to, like, learn to deal with. That, like, I can't expect that from him. And, like, do I want to continue on, like, in a relationship with someone if they never met my expectation? And so that was, like, so, like the first thing I thought about reading that question. That's good. Um, and, and for me, uh, I, I, I guess, it, and, and again, this wasn't really have anything to do with, with Mindy um, at all. It's funny how our, uh, the hardest times in, in our relationship all had to do with our, with our own heart. Say and that I think again. There's, there's a humble place as a person where you can say, hey, I don't have to put all the blame on the other person because ultimately if we're waiting for the other person to change enough in order to, to feel alive again, we'll be waiting our whole lives. They won't be able to change enough. What's, what's broken is not the, the, the other person. They're not the, they're not the cause of your pain. The, the cause of your pain is unbelief. And it's unbelief that God is sufficient for you right here, right now, and, and allow God to, to, to preach the message of it is finished over yourself. But I know for me, um, I, was, I, I, was very, I was very addicted to building my own, my own platform and, and, and building my own uh, identity as myself. You know, you get out of high school and all you want to do is be your own person. And um, I, I got out and I was... Uh, I made sure people knew that I was a musician so I could play uh, at places, and I was building my career in school and, and building my, uh, my, my, my influence with, with, with people and with the community. And uh, when it came to a relationship, you can't be, relationships don't thrive in self-centeredness. It's, it's always other focus, and it's always looking out for the, better, the betterment of the other person. And ultimately, I think I, think I thought that in order for me to to be the most alive and have the most joy and have the most purpose, it's going to be what I can build through my own efforts. It's going to eventually get to that time where I can get that job that I always want or that I can uh, 
that I can get that platform that I always want or something like that. And when it, um, when it came to, to Mindy, I just, um, I was never able to fully give myself over to her or to, to actually like, like want her, want her needs to be, to be met in the ways that I could. Um, so it was like always the eyes on myself. And then I knew what I was doing to Mindy and I knew the way that, um, times where she would leave frustrated and there were times that maybe I could have, um, held your hand longer or something like that, um, that I wasn't focused on that. Um, and then I knew that I messed up and then I felt guilty and then that guilt just, just led to spiral. So, um, it was like, because I was trying to be so safe with my own freedom, um, it caused me to build up walls in between me and Mindy that didn't allow me to, to really experience all that I could, um, in that season. But, uh, but I guess just a just a revelation of Christ that I don't um, that life and joy happens not when we're so protective of it, not that not when we're we're trying to keep our joy by not involving ourselves with other people, or I'm trying to keep my joy because that person over there might take it away from me in the way that they are or something. But the way that we keep joy and peace in life is when we are actually giving it away. It's this, it's this crazy paradoxical thing that, that in the times where I have peace, I don't, I don't have that peace in seclusion and build up walls and make sure nobody can get to me, but I experience that peace. And for that, for that time, I experienced it with Mindy. And the more that I was giving myself over to her and, um, and, and with, with my joy, my peace, and my love, the more life that I actually began to see. And I guess I, I just, I, I just, it just hit me that, Life is not about seclusion and building your own ego, but it's a it's about self giving, um, other focused love, and that's what that's what I'm bought into now. That's really good. Um, so, how did you address each other when you made mistakes in your relationship? Like you said, if you knew that you probably did something that ended up hurting her, or vice versa, how did you guys address those things? Um. I think we were both really good about, like, taking time to think about, is this, like, something, like, that I can change for myself? Like, am I really mad at this person? Or am I aggravated, like, with myself or something else? Um, and so, I don't know how did we address it. <laughs> Mindy is way better at this than I am. Like, she can just let go of her ego and just say, okay, sorry, I was wrong, and then move on. Where I'm just like, no, 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 don't apologize yet. We still got to, like, fight and talk this thing out. Like, <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, we got to figure out who wins, which that kind of crap doesn't work <laughs> in, a, in a relationship. But Mindy, and it's something that, honestly, I've, I've loved so much um, about Mindy is that she's, she's not interested in building up her own ego or having to be right. Like... She's okay with saying, um, okay, I'm sorry, if it means that we can, we can move forward and continue having fun together. But it's just, um, so when, it, when, when mistakes happen, um, I, think, I think the key is to be able to, to be humble enough to be wrong and, and, and not have to keep score who's right and who's wrong and, and all this type of stuff, but just saying like, okay, I, we can just move on and continue uh, continue with joy, and I really do think that Mindy is, like, 99% probably perfect with this, and I'm, like, I'm, like, 37, but she's, she's giving me grace, and we're, we're working through that stuff. 
That's so good. Thank you for being honest about that. Okay, um, how did your relationship with Christ affect your relationship with each other? I don't know. I think like talking about expectations, if you know what Christ gives you, then you're able to like not put pressure on someone else. Um, You're able to like love them better and you're able to show them more patience when you disagree and whenever you mess up, like you're able to um, respond to them in the way that like Christ would. Not that we've done that perfectly. Like, there's been plenty of times where we haven't, but we've been able to, like, realize, like, okay, that's not, like, how maybe Christ would have handled that. There's, like, something that we can grow in. Thanks. <laughs> and um, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's shaped our relationship, like, completely because it's just, like, whenever you're so, like, set and safe in Christ, then it just opens, like, the floor for you to have so much security and joy and freedom in your relationship because you're like not putting pressure on each other and you're not like you're for each other and so you're able to kind of just like cruise along and just enjoy the ride with each other and with Christ. That's so good. Yeah, it's it's like with our relationship with Christ, Christ is not some outward uh, tool that we can just add to our relationship that makes the equation uh, actually work. No, Christ is the essence and the lens in which this whole thing is riding. It's like the more that we're enjoying Christ and we're seeing uh, how forgiven we are by him, how, how intently uh, focused he is on us and, and, and how much he adores us and loves us, it, we, we look at everything um, through that lens of pure and perfect love. We're, we're no longer looking through the lens of our own definitions of love or what or what things should should look like, but we're but we're seeing it as 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 not Christ as a tool, but Christ in us. Like like it's it's and it's it becomes so much more fun to be able to recognize the beauty of Christ in one another uh, like so easily. So it's it it really has just been um, not something that we tag on to to our relationship, but it's 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 the essence of it all. Yes. Ooh. Okay. I have a few more questions, and then we'll we may have a um, some time to send some questions via text, uh, and we'll give you the number for that soon. Um, Mindy, you all dated for about two years before you were engaged. How did you continue to date Caleb without putting pressure on him to propose? Ladies, listen. <laughs> um, I think when it comes on to it, I just trusted Caleb a lot. Um, he never, like, in our dating relationship, he never did anything to um, make me not trust him. He never did anything maliciously to hurt me. And so we had had, like, a conversation about, like, marriage. I think it was on our two-year anniversary, actually. And um, so I knew, like, that we were kind of on the same page. And so after we had that conversation... Like, I knew that Caleb wasn't just, like, waiting around just to kind of, like, dangle that in front of my face. I just trusted him, and I knew if if there was a reason he was waiting, then it was a good reason. And um, I could just, I just trusted him, I guess. And and I, I'll say that she, she did, like, literally, we didn't, 
mention the word marriage until two years on our two-year whenever she allowed me to bring it up. It wasn't like, so what you doing? Here's two years. Where the ring at? It was like, I was just like, she, and I knew that she trusted me that way, and she showed it to me uh, in so many ways, but I never wanted the, the, the fun and the joy of our relationship should to be that maybe one day in the future event over there. And so we're just waiting until it eventually actually happens. Like I didn't want the one day future marriage ceremony to be the security that, that held us together and the joy that we had. Like I wanted us to be that thing. Like, like the, the fun and the joy that we were having now, we didn't need that ceremony in, in order to be happy in that season. And I think that because we didn't wait until one day, someday, maybe one day in the future to be happy and, and have fun with one another, I think it just it made time fly to where uh, now we can just really just be ourselves and just and, uh, explore each other's personalities and, and the funness of that. And I'm not saying it has to be two years for anybody. And in, in fact, I would probably say maybe don't do that. But in certain contexts, it, it worked. But Mindy really did. Uh, give me the space and never made me feel pressure and because she didn't do that it made me want to marry her so much more because it's just that trust it's like it's like dang yeah thank you back there okay so that brings me to the question what was your process in discovering that you wanted to be married because this is different from saying we know that you want to marry Mindy no how did you know you wanted to be married as a man um and what was the shift in your heart, you know, that made you ready to serve Mindy for the rest of your life? So that's two parts. Two parts. Well, you can answer it in one, whatever. Because the, the first one, what was your process in discovering that you wanted to be married? I'm like trying to listen to you and then I'm reading and I realize I didn't hear anything or read anything. <laughs> process of discovering you wanted to be married. Yeah. So I'm, uh, I don't know. It, it was, it was. It wasn't really like this all of a sudden moment where one day the, the, the gold dust fell and then the Lord's like, marry her son. And I'm like, yes, Father. But it was, <laughs> it was like, <laughs> it, I, 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 I saw a lot of people in my life uh, that, 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 were, um, that had a lot of fruit in their relationships that I adored and I wanted to produce in my life. And um, I allowed myself to be submitted under those people and really get counsel um, from some of them. Uh, one of the guys back there, Jeremy, Jeremy Lowe, uh, has really just um, taught me and 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 made me not settle for anything less than God's best in a in relationship and dating and engagement. Um, but the the process of discovering that I wanted to be married, I I don't know. It was the more I was becoming so enthralled by by God's other giving love. And that he didn't have to protect himself in order to to have life, but he gave himself over to the to the hands of humanity and to the point where they where they killed him. Um, that that type of love and that type of life uh, just it just won over my heart. And the more that that Jesus was was winning over my heart, um, I couldn't help but be won over to Mindy and be be won over to the idea of. Of continuing to do this the rest of my life, so it was just it was just this process of um, of community of uh, of leaders of a, a lot of different things in in my life. And oh, that's the second question: Did you seek counsel? Yes, I did. I did that a lot. Um, and what made the shift in your heart to be ready to serve Mindy for the rest of your lives? I guess I answered that too. There you go. Mm -hmm. You don't answer this one, Mindy. 
Okay, so once you guys were engaged, did you get discuss marriage expectations? If so, explain. I think we uh, kind of already had, like when we had that conversation about marriage, we kind of talked about like big things like that were really important to us when marrying one another. And so um, when we got engaged, it was kind of just already understood. That's good. We didn't. We didn't have to. Um, at the time of in, of being engaged, like, all right, we need to sit down and we need to get what. Uh, all right, do you want? Do you want kids? Like, how many kids? I want to wait like 13 years. Uh, can you wait that long? Like, we we didn't have to have a lot of like talks like that. Once once we got engaged, we were like, let's go, all excitement, all adrenaline, all the way to the wedding. Like, there wasn't a, a lot of that, like hardcore intentional discussions or anything like that. But um, but yeah, that's good because you made the most of your time while you were dating. Um, did you get premarital counseling? If so, how did it help? Yes, over the course of about four years. <laughs> yeah, like I said, like I, well, I got involved with this community, and even though this community maybe never did, I mean, we, I've been with some, some times where we've had a series like this that talked about relationship, and that was super life-giving and fruitful yeah. for me. But it was, um, it was such a long journey of discovering Jesus and then that that not being separated from from what me and Mindy were where I didn't have to have a lot of sit-down counseling when it came to like uh to marriage um, just with me and Mindy because again I submitted myself under 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 leadership and really um love the fruit of 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 the of these people and it just kind of went on and and watching the way that they treated their wives or, or treated their husbands um really allowed me to, to do that. But then we did have uh, premarital counseling, and it was, it was funny because it was like maybe 15 minutes, and it was like everything that Jeremy was telling me was stuff that he had already told me before in many, many, many different ways. So it was like, it wasn't just one single moment, but it was the course of four years of discovering the beauty of Jesus and just making that connection with, with Mindy and it just being an effortless flow. <laughs> oh, am I supposed to tell people that? <laughs> oh. <laughs> so now that you're married, would there would there be anything you would go back and change about your courtship experience? Um, I think the only thing would be for me, it's like it's really hard for me to express and be vulnerable. Um with Caleb, it was really hard at first. And so, because I had to realize that just because I'm honest with him, like about maybe sometime, like a point like he hurt my feelings or something, it doesn't mean it has to be this huge knockdown drag out fight. It doesn't mean that he's gonna like break up with me. Like I can be honest and vulnerable with him and it can be like a safe place and so it took a long time for me to realize that and just be able instead of like sitting in my frustration and like kind of just in my head and being like oh like it took a, a little while for me to realize it's much easier for me to just like talk with him about it because like he's my best friend and he's for me like why would I not that's good yeah, and I would say the same. The the thing with me is that uh, that I talked about before. I wish that maybe I would have uh, would have given myself over to it and been been like 
uh, not trying to desperately protect myself so much. Um, early on in the relationship, I would have. I wish I would have just like went right in and just done the thing. But um, I mean, I mean, I wouldn't change anything because it, it's it's all a process, and 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 God brought me through that in a way that that I could understand, and that wouldn't just be knowledge in my head, but an actual heart transformation that I can now carry with this relationship for the rest of my life. Um, but but yeah, glory. That's good. Okay, um, H, do you have the text number uh, for, on the screen? I'm going to ask a couple more questions, but you can text 318-512-2843 if you have any other questions uh, as we wrap up in the next five minutes or so, so text fast. Um, <laughs> um, what advice would you give um, dating couples or soon-to-be dating couples, like right now? Dating You said dating mm-hmm. couples? Um, or soon-to-be. Uh, we can't read each other's minds. Uh, like what I learned, like you have to be honest with each other. Um, dating is fun. It's supposed to be fun. Like, yeah, it is. You're learning about one another and how to be with one another. And that can be like challenging, but it doesn't mean it has to be like a terrible, like hard thing. It was really like fun for us. And I mean, maybe, I mean, I know other people have different experiences, but for us it was really fun. And so there can be joy and like fun in, your, in dating and like getting to know one another. Yeah, I, I, would, say, I would say don't wait um, until sometime in the distant future to, to be the person that is going to be able to enjoy the other person well. Um, don't think that one day, someday in the future uh, is when I'll, I'll, I'll finally be able to um, discover Jesus more and more. But, um, but just knowing that, uh, that you don't have to wait for, for the future in order to be happy, in order to be alive, in order to, to have joy. But the good news of the gospel is good news, as in something happened, as in it's now it's not one day until we can escape earth to, to, to get to heaven until we can actually be alive. But, but Jesus says that the kingdom is now. And there is life and joy and fun to be had now. And you can have that before you date. You can have that during you date. During? You, during your dating. During your dating. During you date. So every, every season of your life is completely filled with Christ, and you have everything you need right here, right now, in Christ, right now. And you can you can discover that and enjoy that. And the more that you're discovering it and enjoying it, you're you're bringing that life into all that God has for you. And who in here has a desire to one day be married? One day, a, a lot of people in here. Well, that means that God has that for you in the future. Um, but don't wait until you finally meet that person and to, to start experiencing life. Like, be honest and vulnerable with yourself now and with Christ and allow him to be your portion now. Don't wait until a later season in order to try and find life. But discover that it's with you right here, right now, and it's a person, the person of Jesus. And you can, you can discover him now. Okay, this is a question from the audience. What's your favorite part of being married? that we get to live together and I get to um, go to sleep beside him every night and wake up and we get to have sex (laughs) 
Yeah, we get to have sex without shame or condemnation or Preach. none of that stuff. Preach. You don't have to hold back. You can, yeah, we, we do that. Um, other than that, um, yeah, I'd, I didn't realize how much I would like living with, the, living with you until I live with you. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's so much fun to go home after, after work and to, to really to honestly see your best friend and to just like have fun with them without having to, to put on a face and be somebody or be something else, but you can just honestly be yourselves with that person. So, I mean, like, like I thought, I'm be honest, I thought that I wouldn't like uh, sleeping in the same bed uh, because I'm just like, ah, I, like my, I like my space, I like this, but we got a king-size bed. Um, but it's just like, I don't know. This might be weird. I don't know. Just going to sleep with your <laughs> with your best friend, your wife, is amazing. I don't know what it is about. It. It's very comforting. It's it's like a hey, if somebody comes in the house and tries to steal, like Mindy's gonna <laughs> clock them. <laughs> I'll be underneath them covers, boy. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. Okay, um, what would what advice would you give someone who's in a season of waiting and getting past a recent relationship? So maybe they've had a failed relationship and they're kind of like transitioning to just waiting for the next. What would you, you kind of already answered this, but maybe say it for the people in the back. Um, what, what advice would you give for the waiting season? Yeah, yeah, just allow yourself to have some time. Like don't think, like don't listen to that urge that you're lacking something. You have to find that next person in order to be alive again. Like, like spit in the face of that thing and throw yourself into to, to people that you can trust and that you can learn from. Find somebody in your life that you love the fruit of their of 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 what they um, of what they're experiencing, and and learn from them. Be be humble and be 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 around them more, and dive more and more into community. And don't think that you just have to rush into something uh, to be alive. And like I said before, Christ is your portion now, and you can experience joy now. You don't have to wait. And the and the more that you're accepting, I don't have to wait to be alive. You're setting yourself up to actually win with this next thing. Don't continue cycles of, 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 of brokenness or, or, or cycles of, um, of fear in relationship. Break those things away by simply just enjoying Jesus and enjoying his presence. That's so good. Y'all give it up for him. This has been great, right? Thanks for listening to this week's episode. At the table, we are discovering Jesus together. If you were encouraged by today's message, do us a favor and subscribe to this podcast. That way you never miss out on future episodes. Also, help us get the word out by sharing this podcast on your preferred social media platform. To keep up on what's happening in our community, you can follow us on Facebook at The Table or on Instagram at The Table CCLA.